0: Of course, I'd record after I eat something spicy. Now I'm just like, <sighs> you're listening to that blessed and highly flavored podcast. It's only because a nigga blessed. Welcome back to Blackout Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another episode of the Doom Patrol, Season 1, Episode 6, entitled Doom Patrol. This episode was written by Tamala Beecher or Beecher Wilkinson, one or the other. Directed by Christopher Martley. Premiered March 22nd of 2019, and I gave this one an 8.4 out of 10. I know now what I have an issue the most with with this series is the pacing. It is too inconsistent. I think they have some really great things there that I enjoy about the episode but I find myself many times looking at the clock like is it close to being to the climax level or is this where we're at I just shouldn't be looking at the clock at any time I'm watching a series maybe because it is an actual hour and I'm just used to watching any type of DC show at around the 45 minute mark but then I think of Titans and some of their best episodes were longer ones and I had no issue with it if it kept up in pace of what it was doing and there are times in this show where it's just dead and what I mean by that is I want to start playing Candy Crush during some of the scenes like I can do something else why certain things couldn't go on in the episode and then I can find myself resitting back down and getting my attention recaptured and I've done that a few times in the last few episodes and that sucks. But it still is something I am interested in. I'm liking their characters a lot better. I still struggle with Cliff. He's still far off <laughs> on the other side of everyone else. Followed closely by Rita but not for the same reasons. But I do like what they're doing with Larry. I like Jane, even though I know I gave her predictable backstory, all the shit. At least they are not being too overwhelming with it. And then there is something to be said with getting Rita's backstory, which is where we start the episode with. I think her connection with that kid and the fact that everything that they did, he didn't even get to come back and lived his life, really settled on her. And we flash back to Los Angeles, 1956. She goes to Bloom Pictures for a comeback, but the hour and a half that she had to wait should have been a good indication of how this type of conversation was gonna go. Her tone is that she's a woman, uh, not a girl. She knows what she wants. She's not gonna beat around the bush. She thinks she's still the number one thing in the room and that's just not the case she wants the lead love interest in a wrestling movie that he is part of and he says well i have heard the stories about you because you are a bitch something tells me we're gonna get a lot of stories of rita because she was not a good person in her past not at all we got an indication of that The first time we met her and i have a feeling that it only is going to get worse so in an effort to help him she says let's just stop playing these games you cast me and you will get a hit that you so badly need she should not have uh decided to insult him even though he looked like this was gonna go this way or it had in the past and i'm not sure if that is something she sells herself because there's a lot to be honed here, right? I don't feel even the actress that plays Rita <laughs> in the show is one of the greatest actresses, right? So did she get her stardom by sucking her weight to at the top? And was that something she was willing to do? Was it a moment of being a taken advantage of? This is something I discussed in The Boys when I watched those first three episodes before I said, fuck this type of show, is where do we as women draw a line and while this man is very much despicable he was not forcing shit he was giving her an option if you want it's not a good look it's not but it seems as if this is something she would have done to the point where he very casually offered her like that's my girl or something to that effect so this is not unheard of so although he was crossing all the types of lines she clearly had been down for it and she was not doing much to say she wouldn't because she climbed immediately on his lap after he touched her thigh and that is when he says tell me how hungry you are which is disgusting after he insults her telling her that concrete shines brighter than your star. Pow right in a Pow right in a <laughs> However, as he is kissing all over her neck, she cannot maintain her form anymore and ends up completely smothering him to death. And I thought this was intentional until she started kicking him and I realized it was indeed an accident. But girl, what did you expect when you smothered him with like 400 pounds of just flesh? Of course he suffocated. But i did love how the nurse came in and was like girl here cover yourself up don't even worry about it he had a heart attack you were not even here this bitch got what he deserved present day larry tells her that your adoptive child is not coming back and you need to make peace with that cliff is searching for info on his daughter online facehole instead of facebook <laughs> he then brings PBJ sandwiches to Jane and asks for her help but she's still angry at him and I'm not even sure why this is still an arc and he starts to yell I'm not cleaning this shit up then he says fine I will but not this time and then continues to scream her name and this is all they want to give Cliff to do unless it's with another adult which is what I think they should do more often she watches a video of Niles talking to Baby Doll after he tells her he's going away for a week, and it's really cute because he's showing a fatherly concern and love for her. And he does mention that he is going to see the Doom Patrol. So now she realizes that Niles knows who these people are as well. Apparently, Cliff helped patch up Cyborg because it seemed as if their banter indicated so. And in return, wants him to hack his kid's facehole account instead of take the required steps. And Vic won't do that because... And I appreciate that he stuck to his gums with this. Like, send her a friend request. She either accepts you or not. But violating someone's privacy, even for a good reason, is not okay. And I appreciate that he stuck to that the entire episode. Including when he wanted to get something himself. And because he does have a conscience, Cliff decides to yell at him some more and talk about how his dad can lock him out of his own head and he thought he was fucked up. Clearly your life is more so. Oh, hi, thanks for checking in. I'm still a piece of garbage. I like Jane's outfit this entire episode. I usually don't. (laughs) And I found this one to be endearing. She comes in and pushes his chest, which I did think was funny. To make a siri request and he says can you please stop doing that and wants to know what the doom patrol is he says he's never heard of it and why do you want to look for it she mentions that mr body sent her on a quest to find it and this is enough to get him to assist her which makes cliff mad because he gets no help for his inquiries and vic tells him to feel free to take it personally Because this is actually connected to Mr. Nobody and to Niles, that's why Vic's helping. He goes to some old archive footage and they learn that the Doom Patrol was a superhero team around the 80s, is what I thought they said. And Rita comes in to say that she actually dated Mento. Why are y'all talking about the Doom Patrol? And then they ask, well, who the hell is Mento? Apparently, he is the fifth richest man or was the fifth richest man in America. Oh, he probably is with that big ass mansion. Yeah, but his real name is Steve Dayton and he had psychic abilities. She remarks that the affair ended terribly and she also makes it clear that she wants nothing to do with the man because he is narcissistic, self-absorbed and all those things that she is too. And even he's like, girl, (laughs) you need to get, you need to find Jesus, is what he leaves the relationship as. But we will get to that when we do. She said she never met the other people, just Mento, and that Niles introduced them to help her when she needed some assistance. Jane tells them that we're going to do this thing called contact them because while, yes, It's not cool to trust what Mr. Nobody tells them to do. It's their only connection to Niles and she teleports Rita and Larry to Doom Patrol Manor because Rita will be her in and Larry will be the backup. When Rita says once again, I do not want to be involved, Jane tells her. First, take a big step back and literally fuck your own face! We immediately see some powers because there's fire followed by ice. They follow it to a group of students who are being given a lesson on defense about never killing as they go toe-to-toe with Jane. I like that Jane just immediately turned into the giant fire <laughs> Amazon when homegirl tried to throw a fireball at her. Like, I don't think so. And then all of a sudden before things got too real, A black man by the name of Joshua comes out and knows exactly who Jane is and invites them inside. Silas has now arrived at the Doom Patrol Point 2 Manor to assist his son in the repair job. I am not sure I believed him when he said he did not know Mr. Nobody, but he did say that if Mr. Nobody and this Brotherhood of Evil were a real credible threat, then they would be on the JLA's list which they are not and Vic is very surprised by this. Silas makes it clear that you have been hanging out with these subpar friends of yours and because you are mixed up with the weirdos and the pseudoscientists that is why your cannon got blown off and I warned you he doesn't allow Vic to have any autonomy because he wants to be awake while he repairs him so he understands more about his body how it works but dad says that's not possible you need to be knocked out when this happens to be rebooted they also realize that his finger is missing (laughs) which leads us back to cliff who is watching a news story of that larson guy with the now that was the part where i was like dead (laughs) this was so i didn't want to know about it didn't want to see it I didn't like it the first time, so I was thoroughly not happy to see this come back. I thought it was really stupid. But I did love the line, Is one of your fingers inside of me? Did you have to say it like that? That was funny. Silas marvels that Cliff isn't completely indestructible, shitting on Niles' work. And Vic asks him once his dad goes to the car to grab a few things to patch, or yeah, to get the finger removed. He asks, Cliff to watch his dad and what he does and report it back to him word for word. And Cliff is like, sure, if you hack my daughter's account, which Victor will not do. Turns out, as being explained via Josh, that the chief started the Doom Patrol and that it is now a home for the Human Academy. Mento, Arani, and Rhea are all teachers there. Josh is the head. He says he does not have any powers. Josh Clay, however, is a familiar name to Larry, which makes me feel, because we got no information on Josh Clay, that we will see him again. And I hope we do, because I like his introduction into the cast, wherever that may be. I thought he also had some of the best chemistry with Jane. Way more chemistry than her and Cliff that's for damn sure that's someone who, who feels as if they can help her and understands what she's going through in some type of capacity because he definitely comes with some demons and they are probably the best two actors I've seen play off of each other and in scenes thus far <laughs> but Larry asks if he was in the military and he says briefly interesting Larry gets a tour from Arani while Jane questions Josh and Moore because he thought she was checking in as an inpatient, and they have to tell him, No, we came because Niles is missing. He has been taken by Mr. Nobody, which definitely raises some eyebrows. Doom Manor 1956 Steve Dayton is charming. He comes in to help Rita surpass the emotional obstacles preventing her from reshaping Now's is the one as she stated earlier that facilitates this Steve can read her thoughts but won't without her permission he's also a fan of hers presently and this should have been the first dead fucking giveaway which shows that sometimes when you go with something and you're dealing with things that are already supernatural it's not out of the realm of possibility yeah this man that was around in 56 would still look like he is uh not aged a day so I just thought maybe they were super regenerative I did yeah because Rita's the way she is you didn't even bat an eye at it and he says Rita is that you because she's trying to hide her <laughs> hide her entire presence uh in the back courtyard and he hugs her asks her for a drink and she concedes to do so, even though she hopes his liver dies a mournful death. Joss tells Jane that he is the administrator that Niles picked. Uh, Niles was planning to send Jane there. They only had a few conversations about it. He wants her and her friends to leave. She says, I know you're hiding something and I'm not leaving until you do. On the tour, Rhea reveals that Niles is her husband and that the TV, gl- the TV glitching that we've been seeing all episode, which I thought that was another real well done subtle reference throughout, is the kids pranking because I was like, okay, yeah, that makes totally another total sense which is also once again mentioned by Mento, who is sharing hooch with Rita in the most secure room in the building that also conveniently houses something that belonged to Ultimix, who is the leader of the Brotherhood of Evil, who apparently functions in brain capacity, but is useless without the whatever thing they have in there that helps him she realizes this is not a weapons room but a, a trophy room and that he's still trying to impress her and might have feelings she has feelings he has feelings but now i realize he was just playing to her vanity and she's the one that broke the camel's back in this whole entire thing because he definitely was not she was not gonna be someone he was gonna be happy to see <laughs> Then we get another flashback of them connecting even further, and things get sexual. Silas puts Victor out, then attends Cliff, who Niles consulted, it turns out, in regards to Cliff's design, but says that Niles then disregarded all of his ideas because his line of thinking, his creativity, Everything about him is fossilizing. He's a dinosaur in the scientific community. And Quiz says, well, what would you have done differently? He says, I would have done better. And I can't help but feel I had those same thoughts last episode. And he's probably right. I think there's something to the fact of what Niles is trying to do. But I also feel that these are people's lives. Why not do the best you can if you... <laughs> Have people around you that can even if they come with a lot more control than than Niles is allowing his pet projects because there's definitely some similarities going around and Niles I think has his own uh, crosses to bear. Clifford once was not annoying in the scene when he's like you know tell me what happened he only gave me scat details and he reveals how his cannon went off and then he's like oh wait as he sees the dad looking a little horrified that maybe it wasn't so bad then says but you gotta give the kid credit he's annoying but he's brave as hell and he what he did was noble as fuck. and then silas says well you don't know what it's like to be a parent or have a kid and cliff's like yeah so much for doing any background, checks on anyone in this house, sir, and walks off. Bessie and Cliff's had since probably the pilot. I cannot believe that Larry has known Niles for 60 years and I don't know why I, for some reason, am just not putting (laughs) the math together. She, Rhea, says that her and Niles were married in a small ceremony. He's like, uh, he never mentioned a wife. (laughs) And she says that they had been married for a year before Niles revealed he also has a daughter, which that was not said to be a delusion because no one brought this up again. They only brought up him being married, not the kid. So that's something on my radar. And brings up Mr. Nobody and fighting him previously jane picked the wrong one to interrogate because uh Rhea was giving out all of the information very easily i would like to point out she also was cooking sauce over the stove in that pantsuit and i said why is this happening and then it made sense later they apparently had a last stand against mr nobody the story goes a few different ways Pretty much Mento's way versus what happened. There was a hot air balloon at a festival? Or just at a, I don't know, at a park? But the hot air balloon was shaped like a buttocks. It had a jukebox attached to it and it would play this one song. Didn't write the name of the title, but it would drive me insane in 20 minutes. Then when the police arrived on the scene, they were turned into pinatas. Pinatas eaten and then eaten this was a clever way to show something really horrific because it sounds silly when she's like i've never seen anything so terrible but if you break it down into what it really is it's like yeah i turn uh people to these things and other people killed them and then ate their insides and it was they thought they were eating candy (laughs) but it's really the guts and organs of these human beings Then we have the Doom Patrol showing up like the X-Men with Niles being their Professor X. He's like, um, I should be the one at the tip of the spear. You guys should not. But they decided to be there for their friend, the chief. Mento says he rescued everyone and saved the day. But Rhea says that he shit himself. (laughs) And if it wasn't for Niles, all of them would be dead. I love Larry pointing out, so we have Niles rescuing super beings from super villains without any superpowers. Like how does that work out? Then the man himself rolls in, but it is a holographic memory or hologram. This is when it starts to become apparent that this is not all that it seems but it also did explain that she was cooking dinner and that's why she was over the stove. Larry's bandages continue to get dirtier and dirtier and I'm just going to let it go past this episode because I get you can't keep clean white bandages completely, but I also know they don't need to be that damn brown. Rita tells Steven Mr. Nobody is back and has taken Niles And this causes him to flip out because he says, you're lying. Before everything changes, the delusion is ripped away. Was that a Gryffindor shield I saw in the background? Rita is shown a friend named Mary Beth saying, you're the worst type of person. Well, Mary Beth didn't say that, Mento did. Then we hear that baby crying once again. And then this person named Mary Beth says, I didn't say no I didn't say nothing at all and slits her throat with one of those old fashioned type razors and Rita's acting in the scene was awful (laughs) just terrible and she kept saying no 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 I was like are you singing an R&B song or are you traumatized because it really feels like the latter um it is revealed that Melinto is an old man in a chair manipulating everything I thought that was a nice twist Josh tells Jane Mento and the others are losing control of their powers and lashing out with Mento going to his dark place which ain't good he tells her to stay put but when he goes into the hallway we can see that the whole entire academy is an illusion and then we see Niles rolling forward as like the dark evil side of joshua's personality maybe taunting him that you have better potential that you're not just an administrator he has powers himself and he said i swore never to use them again i'm not completely sure what his power is but it seems awfully mind-blowing in the way that mr nobody's is because we start to see these puzzle pieces begin to fall out of the cabinet There's more indication of past abuse for Jane. The illusion falls for Ronnie as well. She's in some duct tape room. She's an old woman obsessed with Niles. She begins attacking Larry. Jane is running. I like this shot a lot of it slowing down and then all of the puzzle pieces coming out of the room attacking her then starting to swallow her up with a creepy hand of I'm guessing her dad coming out of the puzzle pieces, keep calling her baby girl. Larry's like, great, we're in the shining. Here's Johnny. And then he too is taunted with his past about him and his quote, friend getting back to work. The guy has Freddy Krueger needle hands. So that indicates that he probably was experimented on. This is enough for JB to say, Time to stop the madness, and he comes on out and removes Mento's helmet. The psychological torture ends. But back to Larry and JB, did they go back to flying at some point for the government in exchange for something? I can see that happening. The trio then speak candidly with Josh this time. who tells them that, yeah, I wasn't lying about Niles starting this facility, but he picked the missions for them until they got on mr nobody's radar and then mr nobody decided to get into their minds prey on their weaknesses and fears until they turned on each other and eventually deteriorated so mentally that they would not move and their fragility was to the extent that they would lash out with their powers so niles decided this was a safe place for them to be with himself being the overseer because he is a doctor He comes clean about having powers as well and says that I don't like to use them which is why this is a good place for me because I'm useful here. He also says that Niles has been keeping Mento sedated and then all of them have been under this group delusion which has worked for 50 years before they showed up. This is how we do. Larry says Rhea said she was married to Niles he's like yeah that's not true but that they are reacting or at least Mento was reacting due to the trauma that was dealt to him and y'all should probably not take that personally what he did to you he shows them both Rhea and Arani in their rooms torturing themselves and Rita wants to try to fix what they broke Silas greets Vic, who is newly awakened with his blessing on staying at Loser Manor. The camera focuses on the drive he sneaks into his pocket, which Vic notices. I would be questioning this quick turnaround myself because he's all contrite saying, you know, I enabled privacy mode for real this time because you deserve that. As if I would even believe you. you. But once you break the trust, the trust is broken and you have father and son hugging but Vic ain't he ain't being so naive anymore he took that shit right out of his pocket but then I also have to be wondering if Silas was like okay my son's trying to gain more agency and Cliff looks like he might be a a uh an ally to him since he's defending him why won't i just give him something so that he doesn't go searching for the thing that i don't want him to see if that makes sense i don't know how smart silas is rita in the past past coitus um is the one that was dumped after steve read her mind and realized that she ain't a good person she admits that she doesn't want to be rita far anymore because that's not a good look on her and she doesn't know who she is without it but realizes that she doesn't want to end up like him not facing his baggage and giving mr nobody so much power over her to drive her insane this allows steve to regain control of the delusion jane and josh have a final conversation where she asks how often does now visit you guys and he says not very and realizes these are Niles' broken toys and wonders why he was gonna send her here if he felt the same way. He never treated her as such and he won't reveal what Niles talked to him about but says you should continue looking for him because Mr. Nobody sent you as a lesson. Like cease and desist because this is what happens when you cross him. Really good acting in the scene. While Vic wouldn't hack her account, he did do the steps and create a profile, sent a friend request, and now, <laughs> as he puts it to uh, puts it to cliff, you are now catfishing your daughter on face hole. But he said the reason why he did it is because they do deserve to get to know each other, but probably from afar. And I like that he's trying to caution him like, you're not in the right mental state to start going in someone else's life and fucking it up. So if this is. What's going to slow down that roll? Even though at the end of the episode it may not. (laughs) Uh, Here you go. We get a montage of Josh administering medication. Larry looking at a patch of a key and a sword. That both he and JB don't want to think about. And they go to sleep. Rita starts removing some of her old memorabilia. Vic unlocks the flash drive jane ponders the locks on her doors and cliff is somehow surprised that his daughter at the age of six might have another father in her life and that father would be someone he would know named bump and he is upset about that and that's how we end the episode like is it not bad just wish it would find a little bit more train traction if you want to send feedback for the next episode of Doom Patrol, you can send that to blackheartcouch at gmail.com. You can send that via email or audio. You can find this podcast, Black Our Couch Reviews, on Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, and wherever else good podcasts can be found. My social medias will be below. Remember to like, share, subscribe. And if you have time, run over to iTunes, leave a review, or rate the podcast. Until the next time, peace, hair grease, and blacker magic.